Hello, Arlene. Hello, hello. Did you bring her in? Oh, you want to test her now? Okay. Okay, it's up see. to you. You can't see her. Take that down. Okay. Arlene, we're going to uh, just test your mic real quick, if that's okay. That's a movie star. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) You doing okay tonight? I'm doing okay, yep. Just got back from vacation. A little cold, but... Oh, now we can't hear you. That's because I had to take the lead by Oh, I can do that. So we can hear her. Okay. There we go. You were saying... Just got back from vacation from Nashville. My husband got a little head cold, and so I picked it up. And so we're just going back and forth, but I can't complain. Everything's good. All good, right. Good. I have a head cold. Yes. Too. Yes, he does. <laughs> we're all together on that today. <laughs> kind of dragging. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, is it time yet, Jill?
It is. It's exactly eight o'clock. All right. Well, let's start the show. All right. So we're going to um, put you back down in the audience for now, but we're going to call you back up when it's time. Cool. <laughs> All right, chill. All right. Greetings, everyone. Oh, Greetings. oh that's you. <laughs> yes. I was like, oh, I forgot to turn off the music, but that's you. Yeah, I got it. Yes. All right. Greetings, everyone. This is I'm Right. I'm Right. And I'm Jill Cox Cordova. I'm Anthony Cordova. Well, this week. This week. Is a week. <laughs> yeah, this week is a week. I, I know. Yes. It's only Wednesday, but it's. It's been a week already. Okay. Um, but this week, we are going to talk about money, 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 money. Wealth. Wealth. Money. Wealth. Money. And how it, how we uh, people interact with wealth in a relationship. That's right. That's right. Because we always talk about relationships. And yeah. speaking of relationships, a little later in the show, we have a special guest. I'm so excited. Yay! Because she's a... Master certified matchmaker and cool. a science-based dating and relationship coach. Cool. This is great. So I'm very excited about yeah, that. Yeah, I really do like to see the scientific side of love. Love, 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 love. Love, love, Yes. But let's go ahead and get started with our, our first segment that we call Stand by your stance. All right. I don't know if we have two stances on wealth, but let's start well, off by talking about what is wealth to you? Well, actually, I do have two stances. You you have two stances yourself? <laughs> yes. Or, or I, I'm talking about I'm right, I'm right. Yes. Well, I can't <laughs> help it. I have two, two stands because I have changed over the years. Yes. In the time that I have known you even. Yeah. So yes. I, I used to really be guided by money and in the pursuit of wealth. And I would make emotional decisions in relationships. Um, and I let wealth guide my decisions. It never worked out well. Never did. did. Never worked out well. No. Always but ended out bad. Yeah. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I did. Took me a while to learn. So now um, my viewpoint on wealth is completely different. What is it now? Wealth. Ooh. As long as I have spiritual wealth, I'm... Happy. What is spiritual um, wealth to you? Well, that is a good question. I have them every now and then. But um, it, spiritual wealth is how I interact with people, everyone. Okay. Even even people that may not like me uh, because of racism or you know whatever whatever it is. Um, I still try to have love for them. Uh, which gives me spiritual wealth. So you're talking about being rich spiritually. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. What about financially? Um, financially, it all follows. Meaning? Well, before where I was guided by wealth and it really mattered to me, 
now it doesn't matter. So that has set me free. Ah, they like freedom. Yeah. So it set me free. So I'm able to make better decisions um, because I'm not guided by wealth. Then I must have always been free because <laughs> I have never, I have never gone pursued anything because of the money. No. Oh, well, I definitely did. I, I, I've always gone after just what I like to do, which can be a problem too, because sometimes when you get a job, they'll let you do what you like to do. Mm -hmm. And then the longer you stay and they're like, oh, but you could do this too. And this too, and this yes. too. And then next thing you know, you're doing far less of what you like to do that is um, true. and all of that. But I've always felt that I was rich in passion. And as you're talking about, I, I felt that I, I am becoming more and more spiritually Great. Um, because I'm I've been really focusing I, I know we're a couple. We're yes, a couple. Yes, yes. I, mean, I want us to be spiritually wealthy at the same time. And I think that we are, although I think you're a little more developed than me in that regard. Developed? Wealthier in Wealthier. that regard. <laughs> in that regard. Okay. If you say so. Uh, but I, I think I think we can agree on wealth doesn't just mean money. Correct. Correct. I do. And agree. in our relationship, the only time if, if we're talking about money, you handle our finances because you found that I just I don't do math. Yeah, that's I don't not do your, math. I don't like that's bills. not your thing. I don't I don't like to. <laughs> that's the one part of, of adulting I've just never liked. So even though when I had the money, I would pay pay the bills eventually. I, uh, I, yeah, <laughs> that was the problem. Eventually, I actually had the money. I yeah. just I didn't I didn't like that part of adulting. Yeah. Um, but uh, that makes you a good compliment to me. Yes. Because you handle bills very well. Yes, and which is another good thing in our relationship. Usually, what I am weak at, you are strong at, and vice versa. Oh, what are you weak at? Uh, <laughs> what am I weak at? Yeah. I am weak. I am weak on answering emails. I'm very oh. weak on answering yes. emails. I, Anybody mm. in our audience, uh, Nasheed, Giselle, Natalie, and Arlene, uh, <laughs> if, if you ever need to reach either of us, always yeah. contact me. Contact Jill. <laughs> yeah. Because he will not, he just... You yeah. won't see it. Um, he deletes my emails <laughs> before reading them. You do. So now that I know not that. too often. Now that I know that, I only text you if, if we're not yeah, together. Yeah, you text me. Because I know you'll a read a text. Yeah, it's quick, quick, zippy, zip. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. let's get to our, our next segment and ask the audience to weigh in. Yes. And so, so what, what do you think? think? What do you think? Because I'm right. Because I'm right. Well, in this case, we're not really debating each other. But does if anyone wants to come up yes, and uh, to chime in and chime in on what you think wealth is or how wealth has played into your relationships, please come forward. Anybody? Anybody? Come on up. Or else I'll go into professor mode and just call on people. <laughs> you know, I, that was the favorite, my favorite part about being a professor. To was call just on call students. On people. Just to call on students. Okay. Anybody? Anybody? All right. Here we go. Going I once, am going calling twice. on Ooh. Giselle. 
Giselle, Giselle, come on down, come on down. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> I don't know. I, I guess when she uh, clicked, do in, you? Do, it's kind of like uh, being on the radio. It, do have, you have your um, device up, up loud, or or, or two or, devices? Or two devices. Can't hear her. Yes. <laughs> well, if you do, turn one of them down or off. Yes, and. It, is she muted right now? I, I did mute you, but okay. you can unmute yourself if and if you did that or if that was the situation. Let's see. I'm going to unmute you and see if it's better. All right. Uh, or not. Oh. This isn't working. Oh, technical difficulties. <laughs> we may need to move on to someone else okay. just to be on the same okay. side. Giselle, I'll come back to you later if I can. All right. Going for no another one. All right. Who do you have, Jill? Who do you have? Who do you have? Who do you have? I have... Natalie. Natalie. Ooh, we love Natalie. I'm gonna, coming listen, up. I'm going to turn my video off. There she is. <laughs> okay, okay, that's fine. Because, like, I um, I came cool. home with a headache, so I've just been, like, laying down with my eyes closed. <laughs> so. What? what? Oh, are world? you you're still sick? We're, like, all of yeah. us are sick. Yeah. Gee. I don't think I'm it has too. anything to do with my weekend stomach virus. I just think I didn't sleep well last night, and so it's caught up with me. Um. But um, we're talking about well, no problem. For coming up. Uh, so we're talking about wealth, uh, which immediately right. makes me anxious <laughs> because, uh -oh. well, In what so way? the thing about it is I, so as we know, I am forever single. And when you walk through <laughs> life not partnered and you see so many people who have dual incomes or a partner that they can fall back on when times are mm -hmm. hard or things like that, and your mind kind of really tells you like, oh, I don't know if I can like pull that off. So then I get into situations where I'm either in a toxic job or in a situation that I wish would just end, but I don't feel like I'm empowered to end it. So to me, mm -hmm. wealth would be that moment of comfort when I'm okay with where I'm at and I feel secure in what I'm doing. And I know that I'm not doing a job or a relationship or anything like that out of survival or out of anxiety or out of a place of being worried that I can't take care of myself. Okay. 
So um, up until now, Natalie, have you been able to take care of yourself? I sure have. I have been living. When did I move out? Well, see. (laughs) I know. I know. (laughs) So here's the thing. Because we know I love to I, I love to call out this country. This country makes you believe that you have to play their game in order to even survive. So let's take about let's take a moment to vaguely talk about anything that might be going on in our country today. And if anyone wanted to do a demonstration or a protest or a sit-in or anything, that means you have to take off work. And I feel like the people that is the true. people in power know that if they can force us to take off work enough that they have us in a chokehold and they know that we can't actually get anywhere unless we do everything on their terms. And that's because yeah, we're limited because we're limited. Yeah, we. we yeah. But th- this is why uh, during COVID, um, Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. uh, worked so well because uh, everybody, everybody was everyone off, was off, you know, which is good. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and it and so and it. But you are me, you are true. It amazes me how much so much of the much needed discourse about things that we were discovering about the way that we do things and what needs to change quieted down the moment that we all had to kind of re-enter what we were doing That's before, right. as if COVID COVID never happened. Yeah, that's that's correct. Yeah, that is because, you know, I I always um, speak about well, not always, but I often speak about how many situations are not trends. They don't go away. They're still there. They were always Mm -hmm. there, you know. Um, And so that makes people feel depleted, Mm -hmm. whether they have some type of wealth or not, you know, Mm -hmm. makes you feel depleted. Yeah. Well, you know, Jill has started something called everyday activism, um, which means like on a daily basis, you do something. You don't have to go out and protest, but you can do something to help people that are protesting. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe you send water, you know, maybe. Uh, maybe you bake pies. I don't. I don't know. Whatever it is, but or, we can or, do something. Or it doesn't even have to relate to a protest. Like at work, mm-hmm. I will speak up That's for the people other thing. who are being yes. wronged. Yeah. You know, I don't like wait till the situation's over and then whisper to them. You know, oh, that was horrible. You know, I help yeah. them yeah. then. But these these little things don't really cost much of anything. Nope. You can just do it. Nope. You could be rich and giving. Yeah, well, that's a good one. That's a good one, Jill. Well, thank you, Natalie, for talking to us. Thank you so much. And, and I hope you feel always, better soon. Thank we love you. you. Love you, too. Yes, we do. We love you. Bye. All right. All right. Bye. Uh, well, we're going to get to our guest. And it's Yay. part of a segment that we call, I'm trying. I'm trying to help you. All right. I'm going to. Invite our guest to video. And while she's coming to video, I normally don't read our guest's bios out loud. Like I I normally just tell you what I know about the person. But our guest's bio is so impressive that I have to. Crazy amazing. (laughs) I have to read part of it uh, while she's 
getting uh Arlene, I hope yes, there you did she see is. it. Okay, the Let, movie star. Woo, she looked great. All right, this is Arlene Washburn, everybody, and yay. she like a yay. Let's clap, 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 clap. Yep. And like I said before, uh, she is a master certified matchmaker and size based dating and relationship coach. And she says she has some fairy tale successes, which I would like to ask her about in a moment. Mm, fairy um, she's also the former mm. CEO of the oldest state licensed school for matchmaking Ooh. in the country, Ooh. in America. She founded AV Connections. Yes, yes. In 2012, to offer top level dating and relationship coaching, matchmaking and singles events. For elite singles. Hey, Natalie, did you hear that? Elite. Elite <laughs> uh, C-level executives and celebrities. All right. <laughs> Her keen intuition, intuition and adapt recruitment skills have won her widespread acclaim for her matchmaking and relationship coaching across multiple channels. I have one more paragraph that I really want to read. <laughs> Traveling worldwide to inspire other love industry professionals as a mentor, trainer, consultant, and recruiter, Arlene has trained and certified hundreds of matchmakers and get this y'all, Asia, Europe, the Caribbean, and of course, the U.S. Worldwide. So again, worldwide. Thank you. Everybody thank you. Give a <laughs> claps, claps. For joining us. <laughs> all right. So Arlene, first of all, tell us about these fairy. What are fairy tale successes to you? Hmm. Oh, we can't hear her. I think you have her down. No, oh, I do I'm, not. I'm back. I, I just realized yeah, I was right. muted. There you go. There we go. <laughs> It'd be nice if I am muted. Okay. <laughs> just want to thank you both for having me. <laughs> yes. It's so nice to be with you. I'd love to see couples, you know, doing things together. Uh, I can tell you one fairy tale story. And thank you yes. for coming. Thank you. Uh, it's my pleasure. You can, t you can tell us one yes, story? I actually okay. had a woman that I was coaching, and she's actually a New York Times bestselling author. A functional medicine doctor, and I introduced her to one person, and I he only met her, and she got married for the first time at the age of sixty. Oh wow! 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 <laughs> it's like my favorite <laughs> That's story. Amazing! At sixty. At sixty. First time at sixty. Yeah. So she wasn't set like set in her ways. You know, because that's how, you know, when you've been by yourself for so long, you really get, you know, this, you this know, adage used that you can't take you. Ooh. I'm sorry. I, you guys are old dogs, new tricks. Yeah. 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 Um, oh, I don't believe sorry. in that. I think people can always learn and mm -hmm. always get better. And I think we're a work in progress until the day we die. As long as you are open to it and willing, open and willing, anything is possible. Yes. Mm hmm. That's right. I agree. That's right. Mm -hmm. So since we're talking about wealth, how does wealth play uh, into your coaching when you're coaching someone dating? Yeah, so or one of the key things for putting couples together that are going to be compatible is their core values, right? So the wealth part is not as important as their outlook towards work, towards finances and you know, that type of compatibility, I think, is more important. But when you really look at the data about why people get divorced, a lot of people think that it's because of finances. 
financial strain can cause a divorce. But the reality is, is that that's only about 36% of the couples that get divorced, uh-huh. get divorced over finances. There are other factors that are even more important. So it's hard to say, you know, like I couldn't find any data on the science of wealth between couples. I think it's important to come together to discuss how you, what you want to create, what you want to build as a couple. And I always love to tell couples to create a, a, a mm-hmm. bucket list right? A couple's bucket list. My husband and I have one of those. Um, That's very important to Mm -hmm. keep it fresh, to keep it interesting, but, um, and also get aligned in terms of what your goals are financially. That's really important. Right. And how does the science part of this play? The science part of relationships and finances? Well, I think the main thing is, is really to have the same core values and the same key life values and your outlook towards finances. What could be tricky is if you have someone, I know people say opposites attract, but the reality is, is that opposites attract, but they don't, they don't really last. So birds of a feather flock together. And so if Mm -hmm. you, if you have someone who's a real spender and someone who's a real saver, that could, ultimately be a lot of friction in the relationship doesn't mean that it is going to end your relationship, but somebody's going to have to acquiesce to the other's um, style uh-huh. of handling money ultimately or compromise. Yes. Compromise, compromise is, is a big deal. Yes. <laughs> compromise we, and communication. Yes. We compromise <laughs> often. Yes. Often. Yes, we do. But, but you know, um, before Jill and I got married, we did discuss finance and uh, how she handles everything. finance, how I handle finance. So we decided that the bills she had before uh, we got together, that she would continue to pay. So it was good. We, we had it worked out. But then... She didn't do that. <laughs> she didn't do that. She just let the bills pile in the corner. Again, I was having <laughs> so, a problem adulting at the time. <laughs> so, um, you know, I know we had discussed it beforehand, but, you know, I had to step up and say, OK, I know what we discussed, but it's not going to work. So I'll just handle it. And it's been working for us. Yes, yeah. it has. It has. But that's not to say that, uh, you know, it's not like I don't know what our financial situation is. He's always you're always yes, very good. I, about I fill her in with me, everything I'm doing in. with the with the money. Uh, we don't make any major purchases without us discussing it. Um, Except that one time I got this beautiful ring because it made <sighs> me feel better. Okay. <laughs> I had a real problem with that. <laughs> a real problem. You guys, you guys are adorable. Yeah, I think <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> it is so important to to set up some systems that you both negotiate and agree upon in order to be successful in your marriage if you have this these very different uh, views on finances. For example, having a threshold of how much money you know, requires a conversation. If you're going to spend X amount of money, it requires a conversation and Mm -hmm. you need to come together. Or if somebody is very challenged at managing money, then just creating a budget for them that is set aside, even in a separate account, (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, and that's okay because <laughs> we're not good at everything, right? Even as entrepreneurs. Yeah, math is not my thing. Yeah, as human beings, we're not supposed to be good at everything. And if we're not good at something, you either outsource it or create a system yes. to be able to manage it. And that's okay. That doesn't make you bad. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but if you don't address <laughs> it and you let it go and it continues to fester in the relationship, then those are the things that are going to A, bring right, the yeah. financial stress and also yes. create that friction that could ultimately end the relationship. Ooh, we don't want that. No, we don't. No, no. You've mentioned a couple of times about how important uh, core values are. Um, just in, in all the work that you've done um, in your industry, are there like top two core values that really stand out, for, you know, across the board? Yeah, so I would give you, I'm going to give you five core key life values that really uh, tend to be very prevalent with couples and uh, finances, you know, your beliefs about money and finances is definitely one of them and very important. Your beliefs about family and children are, is very important. Mm -hmm. Your spirit, your, the role of spirituality and faith is also very important and also kind of ties in when you're a young couple and you're going to have children uh, the role of spirituality and faith will also come in. You know, you might start mm -hmm. out as a couple who's not involved and then you have children. So it's really important to have those discussions and get alignment. Um, also your beliefs right. about jobs and career, right? Because some people can be workaholics and some people just uh, work as a means to an end. And sometimes if there is a misalignment there, that could be, that could create some friction mm -hmm. as well. And then also your beliefs about health and fitness. You might, you might start out as a couple, you're younger and you're healthy and you look good and you keep staying in shape. And then somebody mm -hmm. might let themselves go because they don't share the same beliefs about health and fitness. And, and that could be detrimental also to the relationship. And also, you know, people have hangups about like when I work with older couples that are not older couples, but older singles where somebody's really fit and wants someone in that way. It's not just about their looks. It's really about health, about not losing a partner. I just had a conversation today with a woman that uh -huh. I'm working with who's 67, and she lost her spouse. And so she's very afraid to get involved with someone else who she's going to lose again. So it's really important for her, you know, the health and fitness. But, yeah, those, those would be the top uh -huh. five, I would say. Those, that all makes sense. And cool. I think that we discussed – all of those things. We certainly discussed we uh, children yeah. uh, because, oh, yes. because <laughs> Tony um, had children yes. from a, a previous marriage and I've never had children. So he was concerned that I would want a child and he didn't want any more children. Yes. But I. But what we did, we agreed to take a week and we would both think about it. I would seriously think about, well, do I want another kid? Um, and Jill thought about it also, whether she would want a, a child. And we came back to each other after a week and Jill said no. And I said no. So <laughs> that's the thing that was the deal breaker. But we both agreed, which was wonderful. Yes. Um, yes. If we didn't agree, um, the relationship probably would have been over. It. Yes. Because yes. I don't I don't think you could change people's mind. Yeah. About that. You know, no. Yeah. And I love to hear the story. 
I love your story because it's very similar to mine. I am remarried to a wonderful man who's never had children and I had one daughter. And so I constantly hear singles saying, oh, well, I have kids and I only want to date someone who has kids. And it's such a shame because they miss out on so many wonderful people. Like my husband mm -hmm. has been a tremendous father to my daughter and, you know, she lost her dad uh, at a young age. So she has this father figure who's been amazing and also was very life-changing for her um, yes. to, to see my relationship with him that created a great opportunity for her to see what makes a good marriage. And now she's very happily married and picked a great guy. Absolutely. And I think that had to do with seeing Ooh. what we had. So, yeah, I always want to encourage people, please don't make that a criteria. I don't think it's, I don't think it matters that somebody else has children. If you're a single parent, it's mm -hmm. whether or not right. you're willing to, to get involved. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And now That's we're, true. you know, I consider myself a, a grand parent to his children's children you know so yeah. like you know yeah so it so, so it worked out fine you know yeah. <laughs> yeah. and they know you as nothing but Gigi yes you know, I, I am a Gigi <laughs> you were there when they were born so you were a part of their lives yep. from the beginning yep, yep. although so, in the beginning cool. they thought I was their little I'm I'm four foot eleven and they thought I was their playmate that lived with Papa <laughs> So it was a while before. That's they... not funny. That's not funny. That's not it was funny. Very funny. That's not it was funny. Very funny. So it was a while before they realized that, that, you know, we are married. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. So is there anything that you, you want to tell our audience that we haven't asked you about? Well, I mean, in terms of relationships, it's really the most important thing before you choose a partner is to know thyself, know who you are and accept yourself with your flaws and your qualities. And then understand that helps you to understand who makes a good partner for you. Because I think people try to sort of, mm -hmm. you know, turn themselves sideways and whatever, like you are who you are, right? You have your own core values and things like that. You could always improve, but just be who you are and recognize that. And then bring in a partner who's going to complement and also be aligned to, to the person that you are. Um, so that's, you know, I, I talk about that ad nauseum, right? Because then people end up, <laughs> mm -hmm. then they end up in these relationships and they're trying to make it work, but it was a poor partner choice to begin with. So. From the beginning. Yeah. Yes. That's all. So Arlene, what do you think about in a relationship, new relationship? And one person will try to be what the other person wants, but that's not really who they are. So they're hiding who they truly are. And sooner or later, who they truly are will show. But maybe it's too late by then. You know, what, what do you think about that? That happens all the time. I see people, go, <laughs> they go on dates and they audition for the person. Yes. And they want to be liked. And the dating process is yeah. not about being liked only. It's also about you vetting the person, being authentic, being your best self. And then coming together with someone that is loving you for who you truly are. And even taking it a step further, nowadays, uh, more mm -hmm. than 40% of the couples meet online. And oftentimes I see people put up these photos of themselves. They don't show their body, you know, and women are notorious for this. They'll just show their face because maybe they don't feel comfortable with their body. But there's a man out there that loves mm -hmm. your body just the way it is. 
And what you end up that's, doing is that's you, right. you show one side of you, they don't get to see the whole you or their old photos or their, mm -hmm. you know, you were younger. And then the men typically will shut down when they show up and they meet someone that's totally different from what they think they were going to meet. So it's like a waste of everybody's time. So I, right. my thing is be authentic, be honest mm -hmm. and, and be your best self. <laughs> yes. That's right. Absolutely. I'll, I'll applaud that Good too. Advice. I'll applaud that too. Uh, yes. During the pandemic, was it much harder for you to be a dating and relationship coach and matchmaker? Not at all. In fact, not at all. You know, we were busier than ever because so many people were cooped wow. up in their home. Uh, so it really changed the whole dating landscape. First of all, people got more into slow dating. They created a better bond so, because I think people tend to jump into bed with one another very quickly and mm -hmm. not really take the time to get to know each other. So a lot of dates were happening over video calls and people were actually asking really thoughtful questions because everyone was asking themselves like, what is going on in this world? And it became more serious. And um, as a matter of fact, match.com mm -hmm. does a, a survey every year with Dr. Um, uh, Helen Fisher, who's an anthropologist and it's called singles in America. And what came out of the pandemic is that a lot of people stopped being caught up in just the physical and they were looking for a lot more depth than just physical, just height, just looks. So yeah, it was, uh, it was very interesting. All of the kind of things that came out of this, you know, the silver lining, I would say. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wonderful. Um, um, you know, I heard a study where, like you said, uh, people started long dating, you know, long-term dating to really get to know each other. Uh, but the difference was they would get married. You know, they would do this long date <laughs> online and then they'd move in together and get married. And most of the people said it ended up working up fine. Um, are you familiar yeah, with that? Yeah, so um, it's the slow dating, right? It's, it's what they call it. It's, it's just mm -hmm. really spending the time asking thoughtful questions and really getting to know someone and making sure that you're aligned. Um, and also recognizing that mm -hmm. in a situation like a pandemic, the value of what it would be to have that partner who's supporting you, who's there with you. Um, I think people really like it really hit home that, wow, you know, mm -hmm. I'm single. I don't have a partner and we're going through this situation. And now I understand what that partnership really means. So people were very serious about it. I don't know that it shifted everything. I think that uh, the younger generation is still waiting longer to get married, um, which is a good thing. Uh -huh. They're getting married at around the age of 30. Um, those marriages tend to last longer, believe it or not. Your brain is fully mm -hmm. developed. Um, you know, it could be a little bit of a, of a hindrance in terms of um, having children because people feel like they should have children younger. However, um, the most important thing is the marriage because children don't Correct. enhance your marriage. They actually make uh, the marriage stressful. So if you have a bad relationship, <laughs> gone kids, yeah. gone kids, <laughs> stressing me out. <laughs> Absolutely. We, we love our children, but they don't, they don't enhance a marriage period. <laughs> they actually make the marriage very stressful. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, are you willing to answer questions from the audience if they of have course. any? 
Yeah. Okay. Course. Does yeah. anyone have a question for Arlene? Now's oh, your I chance. I hope so. Someone. Anybody? Somebody? Don't be afraid. It's okay. Arlene won't hurt you. <laughs> she won't tell you what you've been doing well, wrong. Well, while we're waiting, um, everybody, Arlene does have a, she's a fireside creator. Uh, you want to tell everyone when your show is and what it's called? Yeah, we have a, uh, it's actually a colleague of mine and I, he's actually a researcher uh, in, in the love space. And so we've connected on the science of love and it's called Love Insight and it's on Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So I would love for everybody to join us there. And we talk about a lot of different things, but we explain it so that A, you have actionable steps and things that you can do to improve whatever it is that you're doing and also we bring the science because we deal with a lot of smart people that want proof, like show me, you know, everybody wants, if they don't believe what we're saying, yeah. we can say, this yes. is the proof, this is the research. So that that's what motivated me to go into that, um, that yes. area of coaching. I have a question. Yes, wonderful, and audience, wonderful. it's a fabulous it's, show. It is, I it is. That's, that's it. how it's, we found you. <laughs> it's wonderful, wonderful. So we do have a, a we question have for you. Yes, okay. from Natalie. Natalie, you can unmute yourself. Giselle unmuted herself first and said that she had a question, and she didn't get to present earlier, so I'm going to oh. let her go first. Oh. Oh. Yes. Okay. Hi. Okay. Giselle, are you there? Yeah, can you hear me? Hi. Yes, Yay, fixed. we can hear you. <laughs> okay, Mike. Okay. Hi, you guys. My question is: Hi. After you break up with somebody, how long should you wait before you get into another relationship? That is such <laughs> a great question, and thank you for asking that. Okay, so there is no set time for how long you need to wait. I've heard stories about: Oh, you have to wait a year for every year that you, uh, a month for every year that you were married. No. None of that is true. No. <laughs> no. So here's what you need to do. In order to be relationship ready, you want to get to as close to neutrality as possible. What I mean by that is if you're carrying emotional baggage from a previous relationship, that is very likely to is going to mm -hmm. hurt the next relationship. And what one way to do that could be to say, even if you're pining for someone or, you know, somebody left and you weren't happy about it or whatever the case may be, you can reassign blame to a third entity. So in other words, it's not your fault. It's not his fault. It is the we part that doesn't work. You know, you're two human beings living and doing what you can. Right. But it didn't work. So you can say mm -hmm. instead of I am mad at him or he did this or I did that. You could say just we were not right for each other. And that's like that third mm -hmm. entity, which is the relationship. We were not good for one another. And there's a number of different exercises that I do with my clients to help them get over someone. But pretty much that is it. You don't need to be perfect to you don't have to wait to be perfect because nobody is to get into a relationship. What you want to do is always be working on yourself, right? And if you have an issue that is created by your mind, you know, um, Einstein always said, you can't fix a problem with the mind that created it. So look for external sources to <laughs> change that mind mm -hmm. to help that. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. Hey, uh, Natalie, Natalie is also a fireside creator. Will you um, tell Arlene what is the 
name of your show. <laughs> Hi, I Arlene. love the name of her show, by the way. It's very nice to meet you. Uh, the name of my show is To All the Men I've Tolerated Before. Ooh. So you can make your assumptions on how my dating life has gone. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh God, I have to listen to your show. <laughs> thank you. It's, it's on. It's, it's fabulous. Every other Monday. So we're coming back a week from Monday. Um, and then the podcast is every Thursday, but I wanted to compliment you because I think the message that I'm getting across when it comes to the way that you view matchmaking and dating as a whole is that you should approach it with something that I find very lacking in our population. Um, empathy, like you said, you gave people permission to have so often when we hear that people have a certain body type that they're into or certain stipulations that they will or will not date we call that things like vanity or shallow or being a jerk or whatever and you just said like well there could be an underlying reason from a past hurt or experience or you know there's always a reason for something um and what i wanted to ask you because I struggle with this is are there like dating apps that where everyone gets on board with this like slow form of dating because I'm digging it <laughs> because as a Capricorn, I'm a taskmaster, So I like to hurry up relationships. <laughs> and, like, Ooh, no. <laughs> and I'm not a matchmaker. <laughs> <laughs> I do because in my brain, Every time you hit a new mile mark with a relationship, you've succeeded. You're like, ding, did it. Ding, one. Ding, another point. Maybe my dad should have <laughs> let me be a gamer when I was a kid because now it's like, oh, I get points every time I've done a thing. <laughs> oh, my God. You're so funny. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how our show is too. I love it. I love it. I, I can see why you would have a great show. I definitely want to listen to it. You know, Natalie, that's such a great question. So there's over 1500 apps out there. So there's about an app. For well, Whoa. I had no idea. Oh yeah. Uh, and online dating has been around for a very long time. People don't realize it's, it's going on 30 something years when the first, I forget the name of it, but there was this one, system, etc. But not to talk about online dating or anything. Dating is not just selecting the right partner. It's not just being relationship ready. It's also being self-aware and aware of pace. So if you're on a different pace than the person that you're interacting with, chances are that's not going to work out. So if you're someone who's really fast and it, it actually, you know, what the science shows is when people interact and they almost they sort of mirror one another, that creates more um, connection than if they're really different. So if you have someone who speaks really fast blah, 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 you know, and the other person is really slow, methodical and thoughtful, those people are probably not going to have chemistry with with each other. But so to answer your question, if you're very fast and very fast paced and you want to hit those milestones quickly, you need to find someone who's on the same page, who has that kind of rhythm, mm -hmm. because your rhythm also needs to be aligned. So there's so many factors in this whole, you know, dating and relationship. And that's why so many people um, get frustrated. Right. 
but yeah, that's, that's part of it. Pace is really important. And, and you also could have a great match in front of you, but if you're going too fast, I just had a conversation about this on LinkedIn today. Um, I do a show on LinkedIn. If you push someone like, for example, we're talking about circle dating and sometimes people go on two dates and by the third date, they're like, Oh, I'm, I'm off the app and uh, I'm not dating anybody else. And it kind of creates pressure with the other person who is not ready to get off the apps, who is not ready to be exclusive because they don't know enough about you. And that in and of itself could cause the relationship to end right there. So dating is a dance and rhythm, all that stuff, pace has to be aligned. (laughs) I appreciate your answers Mm -hmm. and your expertise. And it made me come up with a uh, follow-up question. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Go for it. Just milking it for everything that I can. Uh, <laughs> I'm only on three Get. of those 1500 dating apps. So clearly I have work to do. <laughs> um, so what I have realized as, so I am in my thirties. Um, and what I have realized as I've grown older is due to some of the programming that I experienced as a child, um, I didn't get to fully experience love and dating in a way where I feel like I've explored a lot about myself or experimented on what those relationships and partners could look like. So I was wondering when you're faced with a client who knows that they have to make changes in what their patterns are or honestly needs to rewrite what their likes and dislikes are in their head. How do you kind of guide them through that? That's a great question. So one of the things that I do as part of my process is we go back further, not just their past relationships, but we look at what environment did they grow up in and what was the relationship with the parents? Because a lot of our attachment style comes from the relationship we have with our parents. And more often than not, that stays the same. So if you have an anxious attachment style or an avoidant attachment style or a secure attachment style, all of that, you know, there it once what we want to do is identify. So a lot of what I do is just identify and connect the dots is not to wrong anyone because people go into this whole dating coaching or whatever to say, well, you're not doing that right. Or you should do this. No, no, no. Who are you? And what works for you? And how do we work around your existing being? We don't want to change you. We just want all of you to come out, the real you to come out. And most people (laughs) are not authentic because they're walking around with all the shoulds, you know, like you should this and you should that and you should all over yourself. And they're not really being authentic. So the first thing is just getting rid of all that stuff that all these ingredients that have been poured into you and bring out the real you, especially when you're an adult. At that point, you kind of know. Um, so I work with people to get to the real person that they are and then understand who your patterns and everything else, because they're going to be, con- you know, we connect the dots. The parents start a lot of it or whoever raised you or the people who were around you, your caretakers. Those are the people that really form who you are. Um, so, yeah, I hope that answers the question. So we it, we go back way back before we can go forward, right. but not to dig into not digging into trauma because I'm not a therapist and we're not dealing with trauma. We're just identifying 
what, you know, caused this type of pattern so that we can do a pattern interrupt. And once we are aware of something, you once you see something, like if you say, oh my gosh, I keep saying X, you know, this word. And now you say, oh, wow, that's the word that I always say. When you say it, you, you hear it and you're, you're like, you catch yourself. And that's how you break patterns, right? It's just being aware. When you're aware of something, now you can break mm-hmm. that pattern. Anyways, very long-winded, but that's <laughs> sort of my answer. <laughs> that's a great answer. Oh, that was great. That is elite advice. Uh, right? Elite, elite. Right? Yes. So on my show early on in the podcast, we had a tradition of just saying that should be a notebook that should be on a notebook. And I think don't should all over yourself would make a that should be. <laughs> I'm going to bring that to my therapist. I'm going to be like, I just put it all over myself. Wow. So, did, Natalie, is that? That's it. it. You, that's it. Okay. Okay. Right. I, I, I didn't want to no, cut you off. Arlene, if, if you you know what? More. Arlene does this for a, a living, and I respect that. <laughs> and you yes. pay yes, artists, yes. and you should yes. pay creators. And so I have gotten my free advice and I'm going to take it and I'm going to reflect and refocus. So I'm good. I got my two questions. <laughs> <All right. laughs> yeah. And I'll, I'll follow you, Natalie, so I can uh, check out your show as well. Awesome. It was lovely. Oh, oh, she's, she's awesome. Anthony yes, and Jill yes. are way too kind to me. I don't know what I did to be so. Oh, oh but we love we you. We love you. We love it's genuine you. love. It is genuine love. Real love. We love you, Natalie. <laughs> I love you right back. But to Natalie's, <laughs> but to Natalie's point, um, I did put in the fortune cookie how you can um, uh, look at uh, Arlene's uh, site and see what services uh, she offers. So if you're interested in, um, you know, hooking up with her as, as the professional that she is information is in the fortune cookie. Um, But Arlene, you are. Bravo. (laughs) Fabulous. You are phenomenal, 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 phenomenal. (laughs) So thank you for, for being with us tonight. We really appreciate this. And I I learned something too. What did you learn? I learned about don't should on yourself. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and uh, but Don't also the 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 core values, you know, because sometimes, especially with you and me, we just we're, we communicate so often, you know, mm-hmm. that I I don't stop to think that you know, oh, we have to discuss this. Um, but to hear Arlene tell us, you know, about the the core values that she sees the the most. Um, I feel like, hey, we did it. We <laughs> yeah, did we, it. We're still married. <laughs> we're still married. <laughs> we got it. We got it going on. <laughs> uh, the, the other thing is Jill and I really do grow together. Together, yes, I at mean, the same time. And, and maybe it's because our birthdays are a week apart, but we grow together and we hit new stages of our life. We're doing it together. Jill is truly my best friend. My, oh, you're mine too. And my love. I mine love too. you. I love you too. <laughs> so um, that's a that's a big deal. You know, I, I I much rather hang with Jill than just hang with the guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I can really <laughs> that's talk translation to... for he doesn't have very many friends. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you guys are so cute. When well, are your I, birthdays, by the way? I don't. I don't. 
Mine is December 14th. And mine is December 7th. I love it. I love it. You know, I was going to say, the fact that you guys have this great relationship, I think, I I assumed immediately that you communicate on a regular basis and not just about maintenance, but just about life. Like even the fact that you're doing this together. And that is one of the formulas for having an amazing relationship is the check-in because then people say, well, you know, we, Mm -hmm. we grew apart. Our, our marriage, grew, you know, we fell apart. No, you, it, the grass is greener where you water it. And if you're not pouring into mm-hmm. each other, you're Correct. not going to. So I love it. That's absolutely, cool. yes, well, that's absolutely you. true. And to your earlier point, we really worked on ourselves before we got together too. Yeah. Even while we were dating. Even while we were dating. Yes. Because, yes. um, yes. you know, uh, Jill, early on in our relationship, I did something to upset Jill. It was all on me. I did and it was, something. It was small. To upset it was small. Me. But she had a fit and she was hurt. And she was hurt. I didn't have a fit. I, have a fit. I showed him like my, I, I created this book that's kind of like a, a vision board in yeah. a book. And I, I didn't show it to anybody. So to show it to him was a big deal. Yeah. And. And he um, laughed. I didn't get it. <laughs> I didn't get it. But Jill shut down on me. I did. She wouldn't speak to me or anything. And I, I told her, I said, look, if we are going to continue this relationship, we have to talk. And he if was exactly I, if right. If I do something wrong, if I do something to upset you, we have to talk about it. Yes. It wasn't my intent to upset you. I, I, I don't purposely no, uh, do no, things to you, hurt you. you but. Don't. But and the reason I and the reason I I withdrew was because that was my baggage. I I did that in previous right. relationships because I it was a defense mechanism for me. So I huh. I I realized then I had brought it into this relationship, huh. but I let it go. I'm yeah, like, and that another, was a heavy I, heavy I, bag I, to let go, <laughs> but I let go. <laughs> and, a, and another thing Jill told me was that she would sleepwalk. Oh, oh, it's so good that she told me she sleepwalks, <laughs> that she sleepwalks because I had a previous relationship where the woman was paranoid, schizophrenic. So I was really scarred from real crazy behavior. You should so say crazy. I was really unusual. I, I was really, <laughs> yes, yes. Anyway. So the first time I saw her sleepwalk, if she hadn't have told me, I would have been gone. I, I would have left the relationship because I would have been, okay, here, here we go again. But she told me. So I was able to handle it when it happened. You guys have- and you got some good stories out of it. You, you really have a lot of good things going on in that relationship of yours because A, well, first of all, I want to commend you for that vision board because there is science behind vision boards, by the way. Um, if you look at some mm-hmm. of the athletes in um, – uh, what do you call it? Olympic athletes, they actually can vision themselves going faster and can actually get faster. So visioning is very important because your brain doesn't know if it's yeah. real or not. But also the fact that perhaps her reaction might have been a little over the top at the time, but she did sweat the small stuff. And they tell you there's a saying, don't sweat the small stuff. That is not accurate and that Mm -hmm. is not good for a relationship. You actually should and should always communicate so things don't pile up. The small things become big things. 
And then the fact that you insisted on, hey, we need to talk. Usually it's the women asking for the conversation. So, <laughs> hey, look, I got points. Yeah, I got I points. Because you're like, let's work it out. And you're, instead of being yeah. a runner, like I know people, I've coached people where the minute something goes wrong, they, they run for the hills. And when you run away from a relationship, then you lose trust, right? And so now that other person mm-hmm. feels that you're unpredictable and therefore they can't commit to that unpredictability. So you guys have some Correct. wonderful things going on in that marriage. Good for you. All I right. Love it. Thank Thanks. You. <laughs> I guess, guess that's why we have a podcast. Tony. Right? Yeah, you. Yeah. Who said Tony? That was Natalie. <laughs> oh, I'm going to stick up for Jill yeah. because I, uh-oh. Uh-oh. I can't believe uh-oh. that uh-oh. every week on my show, you're always the person to close out by doing the manifestations and what you hope for me. <laughs> And then Jill showed you an entire book of her visual representation <laughs> of her manifestations, and you laughed at her. I can tell that you've grown. Well, I was look. I apologize. Thank you, Natalie. Thank I you. apologized. I apologized. I really did. But she had been telling me about it for a, a while. A while. And the way she described it. Wasn't what I thought I was going to see, so it took me by <laughs> That's surprise. That's okay. That, that was did. very vulnerable it too, did. and I commend you also yes. for being vulnerable mm-hmm. and opening yourself up. Because yeah. part of what doesn't allow a relationship to grow is that people are are not okay with being vulnerable. They don't think it's safe, mm-hmm. and then they don't that the bond doesn't happen. You have to be vulnerable. Actually, there's courage right. in vulnerability instead of, you know, lack of safety. Well, and the thing about, because I have a similar story, believe it or not, I was in a very new relationship and a mutual friend of ours had moved. And so I painted said mutual friend a painting with my supplies upstairs because I had the time. And I was like, this will be my housewarming gift. And I did a painting based off of the nickname that this mutual friend had had and my former partner came over and I was like, look, I painted this for Mike based on his nickname. And he just stared at it. Like, and Aww. you could, t- you could tell he didn't want to tell and me. That, and that it. was it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it wasn't it. I still hunt on. Cause I love to just like be like, this could get better. <laughs> um, but art is a vulnerable thing, <laughs> and I'm just surprised. And it, it did make me go, remember when I made that Jake's from State Farm painting and I didn't even get a reaction out of a partner? <laughs> Jake from State that Farm. That was his nickname. I, like, painted a little red polo and everything. Aww. Now, the friend put it immediately in a place of honor in his new apartment. He knew what to do, whether or not it was good. He knew. Okay. <laughs> All righty. Cool. Well, thank you. And thank you, was- Natalie, for sticking up for You're me. You're welcome. I'm here for you. Us artists have to it's stick good. together. It's good. That's right. We do. It's good. It's we good. do. It's all good. Well, I think it's time for us to close out the show. We, we, uh, Arlene, oh, yeah. thank you again for joining us and giving us so much inf- knowledge yes. and information and sharing your expertise. We really appreciate you. This was amazing. 
Yay. My pleasure. This was. Yes. This was really amazing. Yes. yes. Thank you so much for having so, me. So, bless you. Oh, so sorry. What did you say? I said, thank you so much for having me and God bless you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. I'm so sorry. To you too. <laughs> so do you want right. to end the show? Are we going to end the show? Yes. All right. We yes. will end the show. All right. Well, you've been listening to I'm Right. I'm Right. I'm Jill Cuxford. I'm Anthony Cordova. Shout out to Gifford Ivan Cordova III for the music that you're listening to right now. Um, and to you, the audience, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank, thank you. Thank you, audience. We really appreciate you. And thank you, Arlene. Thank we you. We really appreciate you. Yes. So next week, we're talking about music, actually. We are? Yeah. Different musical taste. We are? We are. And I ghost didn't... stories, too. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yes, and ghost All right. stories. Well, bye, right. everybody. Thank well, you. And bye. as usual, we love you all. We love you all. Can't wait to see you again. So, everybody have a good evening, and we are out. Out. Will you take us down, Jill? Yes. Bye. 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 You're moving slow. I am moving. <laughs> You're moving like slow motion. <laughs> we could start a whole new show now. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't taken this off yet. Oh, you there we go. Okay. There <laughs> I had it myself. I had it myself. Oh, yeah. Now you brought yourself up. Oh, yeah. Now you brought yourself up. I'm getting rid of mine. There we go. We're out. <sighs> Whew. I'm sweating bullets. <laughs> <laughs>